Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. This is our number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Don't spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location is digitex.ca. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Gorgeous day out there today for a uh, middle of November. Uh, This is Oilers Now. We had Wayne Gretzky and Brian Lawton on in the first hour. We're going to get to several of our normal features that we run in the first half hour block at this time here in Oilers Now, and then we're going to hear from you. Of course, you can reach us at any time. On the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. And our new text line is 780-496-0063. That's the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Ashley Fine Floors. More for your floor. We're on Twitter at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Reach out to Brendan at Brendan Escott. And uh, Brendan's got two E's and two T's in it. Edmonton and Colorado tomorrow. They're a terrific team. There are tickets available. It is also a thirsty Thursday night, which means, uh, what, $5 brewskis? Uh, Molson products down at Rogers Place uh, through the first period of tomorrow's game. Some guests on the show receive certificates to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Visit their Edmonton South Downtown Northside and Sherwood Park locations. All right, Brendan, uh, we have people asking, hey, man, what happened to the Oilers Now Audio Vault? Is it? I wonder if it was Fear of the Fin, the Sharks fan that wanted to hear this. We go into the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Here is Jack Michaels with the call. Statement to all the fathers out there. They're 2-0 and a chance to go a perfect 3-for-3 tonight at the Shark Tank. They put the dads on notice. The Oilers looking to do the same to their longtime Pacific Division antagonist. High slot, a dish, Sorensen. Wrist shot burns, and that went off the post and stayed out. They waved it off. And I think this is a goal, but they waved it off immediately and never put the goal light on. And I think it's a mistake. Yeah, inconclusive on the first replay we saw. Tim Heed the rebound to Dylan. A shot through. Rebound score. Vander Kane. Heed right hand side. Slap shot score. Was tipped in front, I believe, by Marlowe. And it's 3 0 San Jose. And the game is barely 11 minutes old. Meyer left alone. Right circle. Rich shot score. Another tip in 4 0 San Jose. Gagne, peering inside, feathering one to Drysaddle, a shot, score! Leon Drysaddle through traffic. It's the first real rough stuff we've seen all year, and Manning's trying, and he's going to successfully get into a fight with Barkley Goodrow here. Manning lands a left hand. Now Goodrow shakes him off and lands a right to the body. Crowd roars its appreciation as Goodrow takes Manning to the ice. He gets right back up to Brandon Manning, and he lets a right hand go, and now finally the linesman will separate the two. Back 
to Eric Carlson, and now the penalties are over. Carlson down low, tip, score! Third deflection goal of the night for San Jose. This one belongs to Tomas Hurdle. 5-1 Sharks. Now Hurdle a giveaway, McDavid inside, backhander save, rebound, score! Zach Cassian given a second opportunity, pushes home a backhander. Rebound Gagne, tried to bank it off Jones and did. Sam Gagne threw it right off the back of Martin Jones and cuts the gap to 6-3 with 7.42 to play. All right, so final score, 6-3. Oilers got drilled. No other way to say it. San Jose came ready to play. They played with playoff intensity. Edmonton was unable to match it. Here's Dave Tippett saying the Oilers were not desperate enough. Uh, I saw a team that was desperate and trying to get back in the race and a team that uh, was content where they were at. And the desperate team usually wins those games. Uh, Tippett then added some additional comments saying that uh, the Oilers weren't mature enough to win the game last night. It, uh, it, it shows a little bit of the immaturity of the group to uh, sustain things and immaturity of, like, we're trying to become a real good team, but we're not there yet. You know, real good teams go out and they, when all else fails, at least you, you can say they're going to recognize the situation and go out and compete hard, and we didn't compete hard. We got out competed by a desperate team. And San Jose dug themselves a bit of a hole. Now, they were at the end of a six-game homestand. They've not been very good on the road, but that's four consecutive wins for the San Jose Sharks. Oilers captain Connor McDavid had these comments after a troublesome start. Yeah, these things happen. Obviously, not not ready to go off the hop. Um, they they come out uh, strong here in this building, so and we're definitely uh, we definitely know that. Um, you know, it's happened to us a couple times in this building, so um, we got to be better. Leon Drysaddle says the Oilers need to be more accountable after the loss. It's never good. Games like that, you don't you don't ever want them to happen, but um, they happen, and uh, we have to take ownership and, and uh, make sure we're ready to go uh, coming home. Darnell Nurse says the Oilers can learn from the loss. It doesn't matter uh, what your record is. You don't want to have games like this. That's uh, we hold ourselves to a high standard, and uh, you know when you hold yourselves to that kind of standard, games like this, they, they're not acceptable. So I say so. We gotta find. Uh, you know, we, it's not a game that we are gonna you know, dwell on and, and carry into the next game. But there's a lot of really good lessons that we need to learn, and um, you know, pick it up, coming come back to home ice. And. Uh... Nurse then added some additional uh, comments about the fact that the Oilers got away from their game last night. We play our game. We're a good checking team that uh, creates offense when, when we need to, and that's that's kind of the, the structure we need to bring each and every night. Like I said, the, the games like this, when we're holding ourselves to a high standard, we want to be better each and every night. So we have to you know, take the lessons that uh, you know, this good veteran team that, you know, that we play a lot over the course of the season. So we need to be able to, to respond to this, and especially going back on home ice. All right, several stylistic challenges in last night's game. I mean, the San Jose Sharks defense can make plays. The Oilers have played basically, uh, you know, five-man attack, five-man back, a little bit tighter together. And San Jose has defensemen like Burns, who can beat you with a shot from outside. And uh, Burns and certainly uh, Eric Carlson with three assists last night. Those guys get pucks through from the point. Sharks scored four goals on deflections. Mike Smith was not, in my opinion, and you can correct me if you think I'm wrong here, you can text us on our new uh, orders now, Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063, or you can call in at 780-496-0063. 
I didn't pin last night's loss on on Mike Smith. I know he would not be happy with his start. He was having challenges finding pucks. I mean, Burns walks right down Main Street on the first goal against on a blown assignment uh, to make him one nothing. Uh, it would would have been a terrific save. I mean, that's. You know, Brett Burns has been, what, one of the two highest-scoring defensemen in the NHL over the last five years. The other one is on his team, too. His name's Eric Carlson. But four deflection goals in that game. And so the shots on goal were a little bit deceptive. I almost thought the Oilers were too respectful of the Sharks at times. Teams that have been successful against San Jose have gone at their best players. And I kind of, you know, you knew the Sharks were going to come out uh, smoking. They have. And right now... This is, I, I know this is hard for some of you to believe, but Edmonton's got a decent record. And there's teams, they've also got Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle. There's teams that get up to play the Oilers. And the Oilers got to realize on a nightly basis, everybody in the league wants to knock them off. And there were times in the past that wasn't the case. Chicago rolled in here a couple times one year and they stunk the joint out both nights and the Oilers put up 17 goals. The best want to beat the best. And the Sharks were ready to go last night. Their top guys were ready to go. and uh, it was. But it was the second and third lines that did the damage against the uh, Oilers last night. So tomorrow they play the Colorado Avalanche. They're going to need to be a lot better. No question about that. It's 114 in Edmonton. What do you want to do here, Brendan? you want to get into NHL today, or should we save that for the 130 hour? Or do you want to... It's your call. I mean, you're part of the show, too. You tell me what you think works better, because eventually I do want to get into some text, tweets, and emails, those sort of things. Let's let it rip right now, and then we can get to the injury report in the next block. How does that sound? All right, so one uh, four, uh, you want to go right now to NHL Today, so we're going to get to it right now. Here we go. NHL Today is brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, building tailored branded programs for your team or business, where your order is done on time, every time, at Elite Promotional Marketing. What do you got, Brendan? All right, well, five games on tonight's NHL schedule. Ottawa visits New Jersey to Toronto battles the Islanders, and New York and Calgary is hosting Dallas. The LA Kings informed veteran forward Ilya Kovalchuk he will sit for the foreseeable future. According to Elliot Friedman, the team says he's welcome to continue practicing but won't be playing. 36 years old now is Kovalchuk. He has nine points in 17 games. Sabres forward Curtis Lazar, Jets forward Michael Spachek, and Blues forward Klim Kostin all recalled from the minors this morning. Andrew Ladd was brought up by the Islanders yesterday while the Habs reassigned forward Ryan Paling to Laval. The Bakersfield Condors visit the Colorado Eagles for two games this weekend. The Oil Kings are in Medicine Hat on Friday and then the Brandon Wheat Kings invade Rogers Place on Saturday night. And the 9-1 U of A Golden Bears get the Regina Cougars for a pair at the Claire Drake this weekend. Stoffer over-under on goals 13.5 for the two-game series for Alberta against Regina. Last year, Regina kept it under. I was wrong. All right, we're going to open up the phone lines and our text as well. You can reach us on a River Cree Resort Casino Hotline 780-496-0063 and that's also the number to text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063 We'll go interactive uh, 12-6-2 Good start. Oh, you know what? And at 130 we'll do our report card, but I just want to get a little bit of feedback on the game last night against San Jose um, Concern One-off, you tell me Frustrated, uh, are you happy with where they're at? Let me know when we come back in orders now this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 118 in Edmonton. You know, it's tough to teach an old dog new tricks, even if the old dog tries to stay young. Uh, 
Anyhow, we have a new text line. The new text line is 780-496-0063. So I've got two boards open right now trying to take some texts on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Uh, again, our new number, 780-496-0063. The same as the call-in number on a River Creek Resort and Casino hotline. The Edmonton Oilers, 12-6-2. I just put a tweet out right now. Here we go. Last year at this time, uh, by the way, the Oilers were 9-10-1 through their tw- first 20 games last year. It's when they fired Todd McClellan. Uh, the team had 2.85 goals per game. They'd scored 57 goals in their first 20 games last year, given up 66, which is 3.3 goals against per game. This season, 12-6-2, uh, they've only scored three more goals. They're at 60 goals, uh, which is three goals per game, but they've given up uh, 53 against, so 13 fewer goals at 2.65. I think we discussed in the offseason that we felt the Oilers needed to shave at least 40 goals off. And think about it, they gave up six last night. We'll open up the phone lines on our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline and dropping the puck with us on line number one is Drew. Hi, Drew. How are you? Hey, Bob. How's it going? Good. Excellent, excellent. Now, I just wanted to reiterate on Mike Smith there last night. Yeah. I don't I don't, uh, I don't see him being at fault for, uh, you know, what would you say, four tip-in goals, and when a team shows up and doesn't play in front of you, what are you going to do? Uh, well, yeah, and, and look, those players know that. Like, they, there's... You win as I know you have the dominant numbers of Connor and Leon and their special players, obviously. But they the, the major thing the Oilers have done this year is they've shaved the goals against down. That's why they're in yeah. this position, right? And so they gave up six last night against. Now they're going to get San Jose in a week from now. Let's see how much they their game progresses. If it does at all, uh, I put it this way: if they go back into San Jose and get beat six two again or six three again, I'm going to be pretty disappointed because I think this group's got a lot more game to give. And, like, last year, I don't know about you, Drew, but as the yeah. season wore on, I wasn't surprised. Like, the Oilers got beat 7-4-7-2-5-2 by San Jose over three games. Yeah. I was not surprised based on the way the directional season was going. Um, yeah, last night last night was definitely a one-off. Let's hope. That, well, that's hope. Uh, because I do think the team has got a better base in terms of how it plays. Uh, you know, there's better process in the team's game. They've they've got more game to give. So I'm with you. And I, but I, you know, when it comes to goaltenders, um, the less I, I talk about goaltenders, I think the better. I think Koskinen's been really good, and I I think Smith's helped make Koskinen better. And in Definitely fairness, playing the puck more. Yeah, and the other thing is, Smith just hasn't had the run support that Koskinen has had. There you go. 100%. Thanks, Drew. Thanks a lot, Bob. Yep. 780-496-0063. Let's go to Rob. He is in – are you are you an Oilers fan in Calgary, or are you a Calgarian calling the show? I'm an Oilers fan, completely an Oilers fan since the 80s. I live in Airdrie, actually. Okay. There we go. What do you got for us? Well, I want to express a view. Uh, I think it's really time to split up McDavid and Drysdale, give them their own lines for a few reasons. Yep. Okay, well, first of all, uh, well, the Anaheim game aside, I think I think McDavid seems to recently be, he kind of is forgetting that he's the man. Like He, he seems to look for dry saddle too much and, and rely on that passing too much. And I think, uh, you know, it always used to be the talk was, well, can dry saddle survive without McDavid? I'm almost looking at it the other way around now. He can, but seems to be forgetting it, you know? So so that's the first thing, I think, that <clears throat> the reason they need to be split up. Uh, also, you know, the, obviously the concern they've got, we've only got one line scoring. Well, I think they're kind of making it easy on teams because they're only giving them one line to check. So you're, you're putting all the pressure in one line. Uh, and kind of related to that, you've got, uh, you know, Neal's kind of fallen off lately, and Nuge, 
he might break out sooner or later, but he's not really hitting it lately. And, and the, you know, they both need a playmaker. So you've got four guys, Nuge, uh, Neil, Chason, and, and Cassian, who can who can play top lines. You know, not necessarily all superstars, but they can handle it, right? Yep. And so I think you give McDavid and Drysaddle each one of the lefties, one of the righties, I believe you'll see, you know, you could even see for a while, McDavid and Drysaddle each, they, they themselves individually might score a few lesser points, but I believe you'll have more team success with spreading that out. And in the long run, they'll probably score more, but perhaps their own personal points might drop a little bit. But that, that's kind of where I'm coming from. I think they need to split them up, get them each two wingers that, that can uh, play with them. And uh, I believe that not just them, that'll get Neil and Nuge going again too. Hmm, interesting. So which one would you play with Nuge and Hopkins if it was you? You know, I, I kind of go back and forth now, and <clears throat> excuse me, um, maybe just to switch it briefly. I think uh, Chase on proved last year he can score with a with a playmaker. I kind of put him with with McDavid, all right? Yeah. And then, and then, which means you leave Cassian with Drysaddle, and I think they're interchangeable anyway. But the Neil and Nuge thing, um, you know, I really go back and forth in that. Uh, I think between the two of them, I think Nuge is a little faster, isn't he? Between who, Drysaddle? Nuge and Neil. Oh no, Nuge is uh, a quicker. He, I mean, Neil when he gets going, but Nuge is a quicker player, which is, as you know, more important than being faster. Yeah, yeah. So RNH has that. So I think you put him with McDavid and and, and put Neil down with uh, Drysdale, and uh, I think you'd see some good results. You know, as I said earlier, Neil has fallen off a bit, and partly he seems to be getting less power play time, which I find uh, interesting too, since he was lighting it up before. But I believe those line combinations would spread that out and take the pressure off of Neil. Uh, McDavid and Drysaddle solely. So, I don't know, your thoughts? Uh, well, I, I got a total wild card for you, okay? First of all, uh, if I were to split up McDa- uh, McDavid and Drysaddle, I would probably play Drysaddle with Nugent Hopkins and, and uh, Cassian. Okay. Okay? Yeah. The thing is, uh, I think Ryan's more comfortable playing center than the wing. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And for food, so I put him in the middle. You mean? Well, yeah. And then, okay, sure. I, and then, but if that would leave McDavid with Neil, but the guy that I would play with those two guys is Nygaard because of the speed. And then oh, okay. I would, and okay. then I would play Chase on with Haas. Okay, and Haas seems to be showing a little bit more He's, lately, doesn't he? He, yeah, that was a good little trip for him down the farm. So, yeah. but you know what? I, there's at this stage, there, there's like to me, there's no if we, 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 we've we've gotten to a point where it seems like. There's always right or wrong answers, and there's not. To me, there's there's not necessarily a wrong answer on this one. Like it's tough to argue with where the orders are at through 20 games having McDavid and Drysaddle play together because the team's 12, six, and two. But yeah, the argument that the they're bottom, ne- no. but the argument that they're going to need eventually more support scoring, and one way to uh, spur that is to split them up, is a completely fair uh, perspective to come from, Rob. I think so. I think it's worth trying. Let's put it that way. Okay, thanks, Rob. <laughs> hey, thanks a lot for your time. You bet. Again, you can reach us on our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline at 780-496-0063. Text us at 630-630. Uh, Brennan from Lloydminster has texted the show to say, Bob, on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, I'm not concerned at all. What we saw last night compared to other years was that they never gave up. Uh, and they continued to press the game deep into the third period. Was happy to see no quit in the team from Brennan and Lloyd Minster. Bob, did we lose to the San Jose Sharks last year in San Jose 7-2? Yes, the Oilers lost 7-4 at home. They got two goals in the final two minutes of that game. It was in late December, and it was right after that game the next day. It was a Saturday game, and on the Sunday, Pete Chiarelli traded uh, Weidman in a third-round pick for Alex Petrovich. 
and then turned around and traded Kajula and Jason Garrison for Brandon Manning. You can text us at 630-630. This text out of Grand Prairie, Alberta. Bob, I'm okay with a moderately slow start to each game. I'm not okay when they keep taking teams lightly. It's annoying to me. Again, you can text us at 630-630. And uh, Seamus has texted the show to say, Bob, just my two cents. I'm I'm an early, I'm a 30s guy, early 30s guy. And I've been to all three of Vegas, Montreal, and Chicago. I'm a nostalgia guy, so I rank the atmosphere as Montreal 1, Chicago 2, Vegas 3. For somebody who likes entertainment, I can see being in Vegas, uh, it being Vegas, Chicago, and Montreal. I've seen games in Edmonton, Toronto, Calgary, and Ottawa as well, and none of them come close. I was at the home opener in Edmonton and was impressed with the changes they made from this year. Cheers from Seamus. The one thing I'll say about Vegas, Vegas has an advantage. It's warm. It's sunny. You're down there. Most people are down there with their wives and not with their kids. You're all in. You're going hard. You're partying during the course of the afternoon. It's enhancing the overall experience. Uh, Chicago, in terms of the game experience, is pretty good. Montreal, it's a religion. And Edmonton is a different city in terms of an NHL market in the playoffs than it is in the regular season. And every person listening to this show that has been to a playoff game in Edmonton knows that it's a completely different experience at Rogers Place. You're all in come playoff time. Regular season, you know the game. Entertain me. All right, off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. We're going to do report cards and then get to more texts and calls when we return on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.